been hiding out, running from the curse of the black and die. A little bit of Orville Peck there. You know, he's playing. He's playing tonight out in the middle of the desert at one of my favorite spots, Pappy and Harriet's. And I'm on the waiting list for tickets. And if I can get tickets to go, I will definitely go see this gay cowboy known as Orville Peck. Uh, You know, as you can see here, he's this masked uh, country performer. Doesn't allow his uh, identity be known. He always wears these masks. Good stuff. Rumor is is that he was a drummer from a punk band or something like that and started doing this. But if you've never been to Pappy and Harriet's, Pappy and Harriet's is a it's a little tiny bar in the middle of nowhere, close to Joshua Tree National Park. And since Stagecoach is going off this next weekend, uh, they're having a pre-Stagecoach party with Oliver Peck and Tanya Tucker. Now, I think that would be excellent to take London. It's an all-ages show. Take London and his first concert being somebody like Oliver Peck and Tanya Tucker. I think that'd be great. But it's sold out. But I am on a waiting list. Maybe I'll get a text to say I can uh, get some tickets. I live about an hour away from there, so I can make it out there, even at the last minute. Uh, Oliver Peck, good stuff. If you haven't heard him, listen to him. It's good shit. Nice and smooth. It's got that Chris Isaac vibe. You know what I mean? True. Dude from The Walking Dead. Have a heart too long, it's bound to break. Act now the opus of your last eternal Boy, just sing the song for you. Jake, you're going to take your son to go see a an openly gay artist like Oliver Peck? Fuck yeah, why not? Oh, but aren't you talking about indoctrination? Yeah, yeah. I don't like indoctrination from teach- from teachers and schools and stuff that are not my child's parent. I like to make those decisions on my own. And at two months, I can take him to go see a gay cowboy if I want to. Anyways, well, well that kind of bucks the trend of what you preach about. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Parental rights. Parental rights. I'm the parent. I can take my son wherever I want to take him. I just don't want him being indoctrinated by teachers ah you see how that works see how that works okay so let's start in here with what's going on today what do we have going on well we got a few things uh we got the flashcard president mr biden and i'll talk about that in a second uh we've got states blue states diverting their billions of dollars of covid aid into critical race theory training in the schools what no you don't say it's that can happen nope california 15 billion dollars of covid uh resources and when you look to see where it's going it's going to a lot of uh indoctrination of the children uh so we're going to get to that we also are going to get to what else do i have here in my uh my 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 world happenings of news feed here oh yeah ozark 
new episodes. The final of that se- of of Ozarks is coming out this Friday on Netflix. Can't wait for that. I don't really have much to say about it except it's the final few episodes of Ozark. If you guys watch Ozark, you know what's up with that show. Um, and that comes out this Friday. FBI is warning teenage boys, fourteen to seventy, they're being sexploited online, <coughs> and they're telling how they're doing that. <coughs> As I <coughs> choke here. Um, FBI is warning, put out a warning about teenage boys and the sexploitation. We'll get into that, how they're doing it. Uh, what else do we have? Um, oh yeah. The government's new, uh, disinformation, uh, agency with Homeland security, uh, you know, a new wing of government to declare anything disinformation that the government doesn't agree with. Kind of sounds a little, uh, like North Korea. Uh, maybe we're going to get into that. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, jo- oh, we've got the results are in. The results are in from the boycott of Spotify due to Joe Rogan. The artist that left Spotify. Well, we've had some time that's passed and, you know, we'll see how that paid off. And, uh, um, you might be surprised what the end results are as far as Spotify and their bottom line regarding the Joe Rogan, uh, the exodus of Spotify, that the woke destruction of Spotify, uh, to take that company down because they back such a racist. Uh, we'll get into that and show how that kind of failed too. It's another ripple in the waves of woke assassination campaigns that fail miserably. Uh, and along with that, I had another one of these woke ones. Uh, where did it go? Well, we'll get to it. Oh, and I want to know how much would you would you, how much would you have to get paid? to take a deadly dose of uh, dysentery for medical research purposes. You know, you sign up for those medical research uh, things, you know, donate your sperm, whatever. Uh, Well, there was one to get infected with dysentery. And how much do you think they would pay you to probably have the worst diarrhea, dehydration, whatever you've ever had in your life, stomach cramping, et cetera? You might be shocked what some idiots are willing to do this for. And then also Oklahoma bans non-binary gender identities on birth certificates. Yeah, because on birth certificates, you can say male, female, or does not apply in a non-binary, non-gender identifying. I mean, whatever. We'll get to that, too. Uh, Also, oh, oh, yeah. Here's the other one that the woke, the woke tidal wave was trying to cancel out. They're trying to cancel out the libs of TikTok account on Twitter. And we'll see the end result of that too. And much more on this episode of fucking bullshit in our world. Anyways, uh, let's start off with this. And I didn't mention this one because we're going to go right to it. Uh, but there's a, another side effect of COVID that has been uh, uh, impacting men. And apparently it's men's fertility. According to this uh, article right here from Fatherly, COVID may be messing with men's fertility, as a study suggests. Although primarily a respiratory infection, COVID takes a toll on a number of other body symptoms. One of the prominent effects is to the circulatory system, as evidenced by an increased risk of heart attack after contracting COVID. And yes, maybe erectile dysfunction. So uh, a new thing you got to watch out for, uh, ladies, uh, with men that you're dating is COVID dick. Uh, floppy flaccid COVID dick because COVID impacts the circulatory system. Obviously with my new child, I have no problems with that just as a disclaimer to boost my manhood. Um, 
Uh, I didn't have any of these infertility problems. I'm apparently uh, uh, viral, very, very viral, viral, not viral, viral. Anyways, um, the study published last month by the American Chemical Society researchers examined semen samples from 10 healthy men and 17 men who had been diagnosed with the and recovered from COVID. The men, age, uh, <laughs> the men ranged in age from 20 to 45, and none of them had a history of infertility. The team found that the sperm from the men who had recovered from COVID had decreased motility and count. They also had an increased abnormally shaped sperm compared to men who never had COVID. Um, so, ladies, if, if, if sperm shape is important to you, make sure you check to see if your new man uh, has contracted COVID because he might have some funky shaped sperm. And I know funky shaped sperm, uh, that's, it could be a real turnoff, a real turnoff. Um, let's see. The researchers look closer at the semen collected from the participants to the proteins inside of it. They found lower levels of 21 types of proteins and higher levels of 27 proteins in the semen of the recovered men compared to the control group. Uh, that's interesting. So it's complete protein change. It's like the new Coke versus classic Coke. I bet you gay, gay guys are pissed. It's like, uh, oh, your, 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 your semen tastes a little funny. Uh, uh, you must have had COVID. This, this is the new, this is the new Coke semen. I went classic. Okay. I'm not going to go there. That's just wrong. That's just so wrong. So wrong, Jake. Just shut up. Don't talk about gay guys and different flavors of protein of, uh, of semen. That's just wrong. Uh, but here's this next story that we were, that I wanted to touch on. And that was the reallocation of COVID funds into uh, critical race training theory uh, in schools. And here's a report from Fox News. Let's go straight to it and see what the, they had after I unmute it. Here we go. Of states Here, I'll rewind it. When, when big pools of money land in the laps of states and school districts, they pursue their own priorities. We, we, we know this. We want to believe it's for COVID. We, it never was for COVID. So these pools of money land where they want it to land. The first step to recovery for parents and grandparents or, or anyone, I mean, first step to recovery. Steve, you have an obsession for finding the perfect recipe. <laughs> Ainsley, you're too nice. And Brian, your baseball card collection is, is putting your, your mortgage in jeopardy. The first <laughs> step to recovery is admitting the depth of your problem. And when it comes to American education, we have to admit the depth of the stranglehold that unions and the lefts have on what they are teaching our kids. And you might have a great teacher, and many people do. And you might have a great principal, right. and many people do. Or a great superintendent. But the priorities of the pipeline from the teachers' colleges to the unions, to the curriculum, and then to the pedagogy, which is not what the curriculum is, but how the kids are being taught, right. is completely captured by progressives. And that pipeline started 100 years ago. That's what my book is about, Battle right. for the American Mind. So when it comes to COVID relief funds, they look at their priorities and they don't say American history, because that's been changed already. They don't say you know, political science, because that's become social studies. That's a creation of the progressives and the Marxists. They say diversity, equity, and inclusion, because their goal is not education. It is social change. And that's why you see pronouns and gender identity right. and, and implicit bias coming into the classroom and not the basics. They want to mold your kids because they believe your kids are theirs. I'm not talking about every teacher. Right. I'm talking about the controlled education establishment. And it's public and private across the country. And if you don't, we don't understand that depth, we're going to keep pumping coal. All right. So, all right. So what is he talking about? 
What is he talking about? Yeah, implicit bias. We get it. Uh, So what he's referring to is there's a number of these schools or states, I should say, that have totally uh, repurposed the funding that was granted to these states for uh, COVID. And here, let me pull this up. This is on my screen. I know it's a little messy. Uh, but this is CRT and school reopening plans. Now, this is 15 point in California, $15.1 billion was directed for COVID relief in the schools, right? And that money, you know, okay, so when you think of COVID relief, what do you think of? Okay, well, we're thinking, well, we're talking about masks for the kids. We're talking about disinfectant. We're talking about repair of uh, air conditioning systems so they can filtrate out the COVID, whatever. Uh, we're talking about uh, physical things to combat COVID in the schools. Maybe it's a uh, plexiglass, maybe it's some dividers between the teachers and the students. And that's what we're thinking, right? When we say $15.1 billion is going to California schools to help prep them to combat COVID. That's what you think, right? As taxpayers, that's where we think the money's going. Well, that's not, that's not where it's going. It's going to these other programs in California. The, a, a large portion of those funds was used to increase educator training and resources in subjects such as anti-bias strategies, environmental literacy, ethnic studies, and LGBTQ plus cultural competency. What is that? That's critical race theory. That's the LGBTQ AI plus agenda. It's all that kind of stuff. So when we're thinking that these schools are being funded to protect our kids, they're actually swapping that funds over into indoctrination. Uh, New York, $9 billion. And part of that money went to uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion training at the heart of New York uh, school uh, NYSED's work with all local educations. Yeah, you can read it. You can read it. I'm fumbling all over it today. I'm a little too hyped up. I had a Dr. Pepper and two coffees. Anyways, in Chicago, Illinois, 5.1 billion. And that was uh, an emphasis on equity and diversity. Uh, The plan provided school districts with training on topics like anti-racism and equity. Uh, If you're listening to audio only, or if you're watching this on, let me, I always say this at the end of the shoot, uh, at the end of the show, but a lot of you guys don't even make it that far. The best thing that you can help to promote this show is to comment on whatever source you're watching or listening to the show. I know we have way more audio listeners than video listeners or watchers, viewers, uh, but we are, you are, for you go audio people, you are able to view this show, uh, most of the shows I do, YouTube slash Radio Underland, and you can see some of these graphs and these stories that I put up on the screen when we're going through them. Uh, but the best thing you can do to help promote this show is to just give us a comment, whether you're listening on Spotify whether you're listening on uh, Apple uh, Podcast Player, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening, just give us a comment. Just give us a comment. Say where you're listening from. Say that you hate Jake's conservative, libertarian, moderate, however you want to label me views. Say whatever you want. But just the best thing you can do for us is just to give us a comment on whatever platform you are uh, uh, listening at. So anyways, uh, yeah, billions of dollars spent on you know, disguised a Trojan horse of COVID funding to, pr- to protect the kids. <coughs> and I'm coughing again. And um, it's actually being turned into critical race theory in the classrooms. Um, another thing I want to get to is this right here. And, you know, I was listening this morning to this particular uh, 
particular press conference uh, that Biden did this morning. It's basically the one where he comes out and says, hey, uh, could you give us another $33 billion for the Ukraine? And I stepped away from the TV while he was talking, and I was actually uh, listening, just audio only. I was Bluetooth to the TV. I was listening audio only. And I was thinking as he was talking, I'm like, man, this guy, today's one of the days, one of those rare diamonds in the rough days where Biden is actually sounding coherent. I was like, man, I, you know, maybe he's not, maybe he's not as, uh, you know, uh, fallen off the the potato wagon as, as I thought today, he sounds very, very coherent. And he's, uh, he's saying things that are missing, making sense. Then I went back and saw what was going on. It was a very small press corps. It wasn't, you know, the typical big room press corps is very, very small. And the mother truckers reading off flashcards. Now this is an allegation. This is an allegation. This is, this is conspiracy. But my, my, my bet here is that all these questions were predetermined that he was going to be asked at this press conference. And you could see him. He gets asked the question here. And I'm going to take this. I'm going to blow it up. Hold on. Hold on, Biden. Calm down. Uh, you can see him shuffling through his flashcards with his different responses to each question that's being asked of him. Um, so <sighs> it's just so pathetic. It's really pathetic. And it's amazing that when I wasn't watching this, I was picking up on it onto it, just listening to the audio. I'm like, no, no, no. This guy is a little bit too much on his game. I wonder what drugs they have him on or what kind of memory enhancing, whatever. No, it was flashcards. We American citizens have a flashcard president. And here's the proof of that. You can see right here. Here we go. How concerned are you about a recession given the GDP reports today showed a contraction of 1.4% in the fourth quarter? Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not concerned about a recession. And, I mean, you're always concerned about uh, a recession, but the GDP, you know, fell to 1.4%. But here's the deal. We also had last quarter consumer spending and business. There you go, shuffling through the flashcards. Increased at significant rates, both for leisure as well as hard products. Head back down to the flashcards. The, we are unemployment is the lowest rate since 1970, a record 4.5. Back down to the flashcards. Last year, we're in a situation where there he goes on the flashcard number two. He's shuffling through it. And uh, Senator Scott of Republicans uh, that want to raise taxes on the middle class families and want to back to the flashcards. The small business owners and that we uh, so I think we're what you're seeing is enormous growth in the country that was affected by everything from COVID and the COVID blockages that we occurred along the way. Now, we're, you always have to be, uh, take a look. Back to the flashcards. Predicting a recession now. Flashcard number three. Some are predicting there may be a recession in 2023. Um, I'm concerned about it, but I know one thing that. Uh, Hold on, let me pause right there. Of course, some are predicting a, predicting a recession in 2023. And, of course, he's going to go on to blame this on the Republicans. You know, it's probably inevitable at this point. But here we go. Our Republican friends are oh. really interested in doing something about dealing with uh, economic growth. And they should help us continue to lower the deficit, which we've done last year over $350 billion. They should be willing to work with us to have a tax code that is actually one that uh, um, works and everybody pays their fair share. And they should be uh, back at the flashcards where uh, uh, you shouldn't be raising taxes on middle class folks. You should be raising taxes on people who 
everyone acknowledges and the vast majority of Republicans aren't paying their fair share. I've said it a hundred times. You have, uh, you know, 50 major corporations of the Fortune 500 companies made $40 billion last year, didn't pay a single penny. No one under our proposal, and again, our $400,000 a year, will see a penny in their taxes go up, not one penny. Mr. President, about tying COVID aid to Ukraine aid. Do you think COVID aid and Ukraine aid should be tied? Uh, anyways, that's the end of it. Uh, but anyways, if you were to watch this in its entirety, every question that he was taking, uh, he had a flashcard for, and uh, you know, it was making him appear as though he was somewhat uh, remotely uh, coherent. Um, uh, you know, I saw this, this guy sums it up way better than me. This is, uh, I don't know, it's from daily caller, but he's talking about Ozark coming out and that's something I'm excited about. I'll just let this guy talk about it for you. Hang on. Here we go. Ozark. Ozark returns tomorrow, Friday on Netflix. The final episodes of Ozark part two of season four. This is the end of the road with Marty Bird and his family. I can't tell you. It's been a long time coming. Um, it's it's a great show. I mean, it's about laundering money. It's about family. It's really a family drama told through the lens of money launders. But more than anything, it's been awesome. It's been one of Netflix's greatest shows that they've ever made. It's one, been one of the best shows on TV, period, for a long time. So I can't I can't wait to see how it ends. I think you're going to see multiple main characters die. We saw Wyatt and Darlene die at the end of uh, part one, season four. I'm excited. Who makes it out alive. I think you're going to see Ruth probably does not make it out alive. You know, I wouldn't be bold claim, bold claim one who survives and then he kind of has to live with the situation he was in or if maybe the daughter's the only one that survives. I think you're going to see a lot of death and heartbreak. But anyways, Ozark returns Friday. Check it out. Lots of speculation there over the weekend. I'm going to cruise through those episodes. I'm going to hammer them out. All right. Yeah, yeah. Ozark coming back this Friday. I can't wait for it. That's something I'm going to binge watch. I'm going to take a day and just go through that and, uh, you know watch the new ozarks and I, i'm glad on netflix they release them all at one time uh, yeah there's a couple shows i keep watching on hbo and hbo does the old school thing and so does disney plus where they just want to release like one episode a week come on man this is 2022 we want to binge we want to get it done over and done with in one sitting with a bag of potato chips and a bottle of lard and just become fat americans and binge watch the show HBO and Disney Plus is shame. Shame on you. Shame on you for making us wait for weeks. We don't have that kind of patience. We're Americans for crying out loud. Uh, anyways, the FBI is warning teen boys that are increasingly targeted in online uh, sextortion schemes. Sextortion schemes. Yeah, what they're doing is that they, they're, they're, they're getting these kids they're getting them to play a game. They're getting them to go to another thing to uh, video chat or whatever, send pictures. They're getting kids, little boys, young boys, 14 to 17 years old, to send inappropriate pictures. We don't have to define that. We know what that is. And then they turn around and they extort them to say, hey, we're going to make all these pictures public uh, and, and talk to your parents if you don't give us money. Uh, and apparently this is a, a, a rapidly growing problem that the FBI needs to make a statement about it. Um, FBI Boston warns parents and caregivers of sextortion schemes targeting teen boys, 14 to 17. I pretty much already went through how it happens. Um, uh, the FBI notes that the embarrassment children feel from falling victim to these schemes often prevents them from coming forward to a parent, teacher, caregiver, or law enforcement. So extortion offenders could have hundreds of undiscovered victims around the world. 
uh, you know, so talk to your kids. Uh, you know, the bottom line is, 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 you know, don't share your dick kids. If you're listening, don't send a dick. All boys, they're so raring to go to send their dick pic. I mean, I don't know that I've never received any, nor will I, but it's kids. It's boys, young males, young horny males <laughs> asking for a dick pic. They're probably going to send the dick pic, but that dick pic could cost you a lot of money. So kids, maybe I need to reformat this show on YouTube and make it child appropriate so that 14 to 17 year old boys can listen to this. And my advice to you is don't send your dick around, especially to strangers you met playing against, especially to anybody. You're fucking 17 years old. You're 14 to 17 year olds. Don't shit. Don't, you know, come on, have some modesty for crying out loud for crying out loud, man, kids, kids, dicks, getting them in trouble. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about this. So the U S Biden put the, this new, uh, Mr. 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 The, uh, 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 we need to give him a communist name. Uh, what would be a good communist name for Biden? Because, uh, he is definitely, um, uh, dic dictator, let's call him dictator Kim Sniff Kids Biden. Dictator Kim Sniff Kids Biden. Anyways, he's unveiled a new Department of Free Thought Patrol, labeling it the Disinformation Governance. And apparently, this is a new department under the Department of Homeland Security. And as you could see right here, the goals of this organization here, let me highlight this for you, those of you watching on YouTube. Uh, the goals of this are. Um, Fighting speech that the government deems disinformation. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like North Korea, man. They, so the government says it's disinformation. Well, what are they going to do about it? You know, hang on to your hats and freedom, kids. This here is the wildest right in the Socialist Party. They're actually setting up an organization to determine what disinformation is. Uh, the administration announced. It's disinformation push just two days after billionaire Elon Musk reached an agreement to buy Twitter for $44 billion. Musk, on the other hand, the freedom fighter Musk has vowed to restore freedom of speech on the platform, which has banned prominent conservative voices and was accused of, of influencing the 2020 presidential election by suppressing news on alleged Biden influence peddling scandal. Well, at least one person. There's one person out there other than Elon Musk who's speaking out about this, and that is Senator Ron Johnson. And Senator Ron Johnson, he sent a letter, and he's calling for answers from the DHS over Biden's disinformation board, and he's slamming Nina Jankowicz, who is the head of that. Uh, Republican Wisconsin Senator uh, Ron Johnson sent a letter Wednesday to Department of Homeland Security uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas demanding a list of answers over the new disinformation governance board and slamming the board's leader, Nina Jankowitz. Uh, the Daily Caller first obtained the letter to Marikas, these names, I swear to God, in which Johnson points out that Jankowitz attempted to discredit the Hunter Biden laptop story in the past and is now in charge of a disinformation board. Johnson says Jankowitz is a beacon of misinformation online and mentioned that she has published multiple tweets furthering the false media narrative about the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, so in his list of questions regarding this new government agency under dictator, uh, what did we call, what did we call Biden? We called him, uh, what was it? Uh, dictator, uh, Kim sniff kids, Biden. Um, and these are his questions that he wants answered is he wants a list provided, uh, 
well, not a list. He wants to provide the statute allowing the Department of Homeland Security to create the disinformation board, appoint board members, and assign or hire staff. So he's he's questioning the the mere legality of this organization being formed underneath the Department of Homeland Security. His next question is, how does the Department of Homeland Security define misinformation? Well, that's a good point. What does the, the, the Department of Homeland Security consider to be irregular migration? I'm not too sure what that has to do with anything, but these are his list of demands or questions. What does the DHS consider to be misinformation about irregular migration? What DHS co- component or office is responsible for monitoring and collecting data on misinformation? How many staff are tasked with this assignment? What are their job descriptions and classifications? And what specific actions does the DHS intend to take to counter misinformation? Well, the only way you can counter misinformation would be censorship to some form and degree, right? So this is an organization that's been being put in power to do one thing, censor Americans about anything they deem as disinformation. Now, if you just want to watch your freedoms be pissed and just go down the drain, this is the kind of nonsense that's being proposed by the current political powers in power in this country. And this is why when it comes to election time, you need to stand up for your rights before the government, like in North Korea, claims that if you say anything that discredits the government or claims about something like a, uh, a Hunter Biden laptop, which turned out to be true, the government themselves will t- have a whole agency to come after you for disinformation that they deem disinformation. Yeah, yeah, free speech, not so free anymore, man. There's some nonsense going on in this country, and um, we need to do something about it. We better do it at the polls this next uh, uh, November. Now, when we're talking about the media, this was a tweet from Media Research Center, and um, the leftist media were 12 times more likely to refer to Governor Ron DeSantis, Florida's new parental rights law as the don't say gay bill rather than its actual name the parental rights and education bill why this is important now i refer to this bill plenty of times as don't say gay bill too because that's what was taking over the headlines the people that were fighting it everybody was saying don't say gay bill don't say gay bill whatever but especially if you're in a media organization whether it's fox news cnn whatever you should really refer to a bill as its actual given name not the slang term that a bunch of extremists are giving giving it to it. And what they're seeing, saying is, is that it was 12 times more likely that in mainstream media, they referred to the bill as the don't say gay bill, as opposed to its proper given name, the parental rights and education bill. Now, if you don't believe me, if you don't, you probably never even heard this thing called the parental rights and education bill, but here's a, here's a, here's a little, uh, a little conglomeration of clips of them, of the media calling it just that, the don't say gay bill. Here we go, watch it. One more question for you uh, about Florida mm-hmm. and the, the don't say gay bill. This is in part the company not getting behind 
the don't say gay legislation even before it was enacted. Revenge and punishment for opposing the don't say gay bill. Punishment essentially because of the don't say gay bill. Uh, Because, you know, when you talk about the don't say gay legislation in Florida. Leading to the don't say gay bill. Ron DeSantis's press secretary has, you know, said that anyone who criticizes the don't say gay bill in Florida is actually a groomer. Disney didn't impede DeSantis's ability to pass the don't say gay law that he wanted to pass. What many people are very, very against in terms of the Don't Say Gay bill. So the Don't Say Gay bill isn't an outlier. Because they dare to push back on his hideous Don't Say Gay law. Legislators are saying, well, we don't want Disney to stand up, uh, stand out and speak out against uh, Don't Say Gay bill because... Some of these bills, you, you talk about like the Don't Say Gay bills that are out there. Republicans are going to war against Mickey Mouse. Basically. Why? Because of the Don't Say Gay bill in, right. in Florida. Boom. There it is. There it is. Oh, mainstream media would never lie to me. Man, they lie all the time. They lie all the time. That's a problem. You can't trust anybody. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this. Joe Rogan. Now, we all stood by and we watched as uh, artists such as Neil Young, and that's the only one that I can remember, and I really don't care because I don't think the other ones were in my playlist at all. But artists such as Neil Young, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, uh, Nash, the Nash guy or something, one of them, I I. Don't even remember because I don't care. Anyways, they went up in arms and they left Spotify over Joe Rogan's uh, racial comments and his disinformation regarding COVID-19, right? And some other artists followed suit. Uh, NDRE, I remember her. She was actually well-spoken on the issue. Um, they, they, They were trying to leave Spotify and show Spotify a lesson, really kick Spotify in their little digital MP3 balls and just take off and just really make sure that Spotify learned a lesson that you can't give millions of dollars to a guy like Joe Rogan and let him um, spread disinformation or uh, uh, racist. He's a racist. Okay. Well, it's been a little bit of time and the numbers are back on how that attack from the woke, the woke wave, the woke wave of wokeness attacked Spotify and the results are in. Now this is CNN. So, you know, it's true. Even when I'm reading from CNN Uh, earlier this year, Spotify found itself embroiled in a controversy sparked by one of its most notable podcast hosts, which we all know, Joe Rogan, the comedian's frequent and sometimes inaccurate claims about COVID-19 and vaccines on his very popular, the Joe Rogan experience podcast led some artists to leave the site in protests, but did it work? Well, Spotify's paying customers apparently couldn't care less despite the backlash Spotify saw its paid memberships increase, and the platform now has 182 million premium subscribers, up from 180 million in the previous quarter and 15% higher year over year. The company said in its first quarter earnings report Wednesday that total revenue was up 24 freaking percent over last year. They're doing better than Disney, that's for damn sure. Those numbers are roughly in line with what the company said it was expecting in terms of growth. In fact, Spotify noted that it would have done even better had it not pulled out of Russia in April following the country's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Excluding the impact of our exit from Russia, subscriber growth exceeded expectations, the company said. So although Rogan may have caused a massive PR headache for the company, Spotify didn't experience a mass exodus because of Joe Rogan, at least not from those who pay for the service. In February, artists such as Neil Young and Joni Mitchell, who I don't care about either, 
told Spotify to pull their music from the platform because of COVID comments made by on Rogan's show. They can have Rogan or Young, but not both, Young said at the time. And apparently, Americans don't give a fuck about Neil Young. And as long as they get their Rogan and his, uh, you know, his hunting, his bow hunting, and his his mod his moderate views on America, his interviews with scientists that know what they're talking about, uh, Americans apparently care way more about that than Neil Young and NDRE leaving in an uproar. So that's good to hear. It's another failure of the woke tidal wave to collapse a corporation and it just falls flat, falls flat. See, so you, you realize how it's working. When the woke movement goes to attack a corporation, the corporation does better, right? And, and, and But the flip side of that is when a corporation tries to go woke, they do worse, a.k.a. Disney. You see how that's working right now? Tell me, tell me that the silent majority of level-headed thinking people in America is not outweighing these loudmouth woke morons that you see all over online. Another example of that is Libs of TikTok. Now, Libs of TikTok, I'm sure we didn't cover this story too much. I've referred to Libs of TikTok many a times on the show. I've used many of their clips that they've posted online regarding insanity of the extremist on the left. But Libs of TikTok, another, another entity that was taken by the woke wave, well, Guess what? Its popularity soars after Washington Post expose. You know, the Washington Post came out. They they revealed who the who the girl was behind libs of TikTok. They actually po- uh, published her address, all kinds of stuff. And what did it do? It caused lib libs of TikTok to soar. Uh, a popular conservative Twitter account has gained even more influence since being targeted in a Washington Post tell all. Libs of TikTok became a cause. A cause celebre after Post reporter Taylor Lorenz disclosed the name, employer, and religion of the anonymous creator in April 19th expose, warning readers that the account was secretly fueling the right's outrageous outrage machine and become a powerful force on the Internet. While Miss Lorenz, the reporter that broke this story, has since been uh, what the frick word is that? Exoriated? I don't, that's not good. You know, it would have helped if I went to college. I can tell you that. It really would have helped. Anyways, bottom line, libs of TikTok uh, hit 1 million followers on Tuesday, a one week increase of more than 50%, 50% in one week. The cre- creator also launched a Substack newsletter that now boasts thousands of followers. The woman behind libs of TikTok showed her appreciation with a little tongue in cheek trolling this week, and libs of TikTok posted this. So grateful to Taylor Lorenz and Washington Post for helping me achieve this huge milestone. Is there an address I can send a thank you card? She tweeted. Get it? You know, because they gave out her address. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. This has been Jake with the news. We did a rapid fire. We hit a lot of stuff. Um... Like I said, if you want to help support this show, if you want to help get the word out, just comment on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio. Just leave us a comment. That's the best thing you can do to help us out right now. And other than that, this is Jake. Oh, 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 oh. Since we're wrapping up and we're pretty much done with the news, it is the 24th anniversary of one of the best albums in existence from one of my favorite bands. 
and that's Before These Crowded Streets is the album by the Dave Matthews Band. Today marks the 24th anniversary, and it is a great album. Now, if, you, if you've never listened to Dave Matthews Band and you think it's nerd rock, um, you're probably right. It, it is nerd jam rock. But I'll tell you what. Sit down, smoke a doobie, listen to Before These Crowded Streets, listen to The Dreaming Tree, listen to Spoon, listen to all the songs, listen to it in its entirety from front to back, and you can thank me later. Seriously. It's good stuff. In fact, let me, let me pull up a little bit of that. Hold on. Let me get out. Let me get out of the screen. Let me get out of the screen. Uh, since we're not monetized because we're not a shill for any advertisers on this show, uh, we will be eventually, but right now we're not. So I don't care if the show's not monetized in, in, in any factor. Um, but let's pull up before these crowded streets and I will play you a little bit. We'll play out with something from that album. Let me see. Uh, Dave. Uh, 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 Matthew's band. Here we go. And let's see. Popular releases. It's not even the ones that they list. Let's see. See discography. No, I don't want it like that. Come on. Why is it? Why is it giving it to me like that? Oh, there we go. Okay. Where are you at? Before these crowded streets, which is going to be way back here in 1998. Almost there. There it is. Hmm. Let's see. What should we list to? The intro track? No. Rapunzel? It's a great song, but no. The Last Stop? No. Stay? That was a big video. Um, big video hit. The Stone is great. Crush is phenomenal. Probably one of my favorite songs with 22 million listens right there on that one alone. Uh, the Dreaming Tree is great. Yeah, let's listen to Crush on our way out. Anyways, 24th anniversary of Dave Matthews Band Before These Crowded Streets. Get high and listen to it. Thank me later. This is Jake with Radio Underland. I'll talk to you later. listening to that song now i know most of you have tuned out you guys most of you guys all zoomed out and uh you weren't expecting me to come back neither was i until i got a headline that flashed across my screen about disney 
we've been talking about the gay agenda of Disney and then the indoctrination. And everybody's just like, oh, you, Jake, you're, 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 you're overboard. Disney's not trying to indoctrinate gay. They're just not. It's just Disney. Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. Yeah? Well, they just had a press release about the gay kiss in the upcoming uh, uh, Buzz Lightyear movie. Here we go. Disney Pixar's Lightyear sees same-sex kiss restored amid controversy with queer character. The same-sex kiss was originally cut from Lightyear. But they reinstated it. They put it back. They're doubling down. They're going balls to the walls. They say our, our stock's going down the shitter. We don't care. We're going to put in the gay kiss. Let's see if we actually got video of it here. Let me stop this Spotify. Hold on. Let me get it to it here. I, I'm anxious to see this. Because maybe I don't want my kids to see it. But uh, as far as me, uh, I'll see it. Hang on. All right. Hold on. Let's, 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 let's do this. Entertainment headlines coming in hot from Fox. Uh, I'll get out of here. It's not really the video. It's a clickbait thing for Fox. But anyways, a uh, first look at Disney and Pixar's Lightyear on Wednesday confirmed that a same-sex kiss has been restored following recent controversy. The kiss occurred in the first 30 minutes of the movie, which was shown to an audience Wednesday at CinemaCon, according to USA Today. The kiss was reportedly removed and then reinstated after backlash over the lack of response from Disney over Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. The bill bars instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. The moment occurs between the character Alicia Hawthorne, Uzo Aduba, I guess is the actor, and her partner in the animated film. Oh, at least, you know, on the, on the positive note, at least it's a lesbian kiss. I mean, I was I was kind of, you know, hoping it wasn't Buzz going full-blown uh, gay kiss in the animated series, but it's, it's, a, it's a lesbian kiss. So, never mind. I'm okay with that, I guess. Not for kids, though. Come on. Come on. The Lightyear character isn't the first LGBTQ-oriented character in a Pixar film. The most prominent character is a Cyclops police officer named Spectre. Spectre. That's a little too close to Sphincter for a gay character, in my opinion. In my opinion. If I'm in the the, the think tank on this movie and we're like, we're going to have a gay Cyclops police officer and we're going to call him Spectre, I'd, I would raise my hand and say, Spectre's too close to Sphincter. Just want to let that put that on the table so you know, just in case. All right. Anyways, um, that character was featured in the animated film Onward. At one point in the film, the character says, it's not easy being a new parent. My girlfriend's daughter got me pulling my hair out. Okay. I, I don't even get that. The most prominent character is a Cyclops police officer named Spectre featured in the animated film Onward. At one point in the film, the character says, it's not easy being a new parent. My girlfriend's daughter got me pulling my hair out. Okay, so I guess it's a female character. So Disney likes to go towards the lesbian LGBTQ uh, characters. Well, where's the straight gay one? I mean, if you're going to go gay, go, go, go guy gay, you know? I don't know. The restoration of the same-sex kiss comes after employees at Pixar accused Disney of censoring, censoring same-sex affection in Pixar films because it's a children's film. That's why they would not want it in there. But the employees stood up and uh, Disney executives have wanted to cut nearly every moment of the overtly gay affection, regardless of when there's protests from both the creative teams and executive leadership in, at Pixar according to a letter from the employees sent to Disney and obtained by Variety. 
We at Pixar have personally witnessed beautiful stories full of diverse characters come back from Disney corporate reviews shaved down to crumbs of what they once were, the letter read. So, you know, the, the, the big deal here is what you can see from this is obviously Disney management is like saying, no, no, let's cut that. No, let's not go down there. Let's cut that. Let's cut, you know, Floyd and George's, you know, butt sex scene. We don't need that in Dumbo. It seems like from what they're saying here is that the executives are trying to cut out some of these scenes, but it's the creative department that is just going up in arms every time they do it. And so Disney's kind of management's torn between their creatives. Guess what? Disney execs, you're the boss. There's plenty of creative people that would love to work for Disney. If some people are going to stomp out because they can't put their butt fucking scene in a children's G rated cartoon, let them go. Just let them go man up. You can't make all of your employees happy. B, put your big Mickey pants on and handle shit. Anyways, this is Jake with Radio Underland. I will talk to you later. Bye.